0: ladies and gentlemen from all season studio 306 in midlothian virginia it's the undiluted truth with mike and ben today's episode the evil intent and uses of the mrna technology do not forget to like subscribe and share our podcast email is the truth.podcast at
1: gmail.com. Wake up, people. Straight away. Straight away.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the undiluted truth. My name is Ben. And let's welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing this evening, afternoon, evening, afternoon? Uh, I am doing
1: fantastic. Uh, Wonderful, Uh, and I'm definitely intrigued by this episode and the title. Yeah, Uh, gene. Well, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. Technology, gene. Yeah, we were talking uh, prior. Uh, It is going to involve some gene therapy, maybe, maybe not. Um, Right. And I like the term we used uh, prior to this, you know, with the Shakespeare, to be or not to be. Yes. But it was not that. It was to believe or not to believe. That is the question that, that we ask yeah. of thee. And that is really the question that we should be asking probably every day of our lives because there's so much information out there that is bombarding us. Whether it be through our phones, at the gas station pump, right. uh, radio, uh, TV, uh, but primarily anymore, you know I do newspapers exist anymore? Yeah, some, yeah, yeah, so some. Does anybody read them, uh, or do they go to a newspaper that's actually put online and read it off the screen? I would say that's probably the case. Majority mo- of the time with the younger yes.
0: generations, yes. Yes, yes. and yeah, this I'd would be
1: that. a good time to mention the uh, the outlet that we are getting this story from, and it is Epic Times. And I do read that, and I do read it on my phone <laughs> or on a screen. So, right. yeah. uh, do they exist? Yes, but I, I don't know that, uh, that you, there's many paper boys that are employed anymore that are riding their bicycles. Or, you know, I I know that uh, many many years ago, my mother had a paper route uh, as my mother, um, yeah, not yeah. before, and had a mobile route, and we would help deliver the papers, but we were doing it through the car window, Choop! Yeah. Pop- popping them into yeah the good old car window, the the so called mail. Or paper boxes, right? Exactly. That's what they were. So, yeah. So, with with that being said, again, we we are is uh, coming to you uh, from uh, the undiluted truth, and want to welcome all of you rock tumblers and truth seekers out there. And I, I think what this episode should do is cause us to sort of re, re sort of reset how we think. Okay. Um, and briefly before we begin, this is, uh, and I'm going to try to remember his uh, last name. Uh, his first name is Roman uh, Bumakov, I think, is how you say it. Okay, I could be wrong. Right. I apologize, Roman, but he is uh, one of the reporters on Epic Times, and you can find them on Epic TV, off of Epic, Epic Times on their website. So, okay, excellent, Very good. Excellent, Very good. excellent information. But before we get into this. Mm-hmm. I want to get. I want to get into just the conversation that we were having prior when I shared with you. All right the the poll or survey or whatever you want to call it that you know you get these things. Hey, if you agree for this, or if you want to support this, or they'll ask you questions, and then you click on the site and you go in and. Right, but, but this one I just it just struck me in a way of do we really have to ask this question? And the question was, should we be medically and psychologically testing leaders of states in, in the country being legislators, congressmen, senators, you know, the whole nine yards? Should we be – would it make sense to test these people to make sure that they're mentally competent to do their job? Right. Uh, yeah. Now, I'm, my first thought was, you need to ask me this? I mean really? Yeah, I mean yeah. is this is this serious, you know? Well, does does the, you know, I I mean just imagine this, the speaker of the house uh just proposed uh a a law, a new law to be passed, uh you know, should we, you know, enforce the testing of basically every everyone in these uh, these rooms that they're capable of not just doing their jobs the way that we think they would, but just would would they pass a typical, uh, normal state of mind or a competent state of mind test?
0: Right. Uh, yeah.
1: And and I'm thinking, really, guys. And we know where this we know where this is coming from. But I'm going to yeah. pose that to you, and I, I could see you chomping at the bit but, over there.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, what? Well, I could answer it a couple different ways. I mean, one way that I didn't mention like prior to uh, the podcast is. I, I can see where there, where you might want to propose this question. Um, I mean, you have people if they go to stand trial or they want, or for certain reasons they they have to undergo a test to make sure they're competent enough to do whatever. Well, this is on a national level, so once you want your people to be checked and make sure that they they they're competent enough to make decisions on their own. So I, I get that at this level you. I mean one you would hope that when when they ran they they were competent but <laughs> I'm just saying like when you take office maybe this should be part of okay we're taking office we're going to make sure that you're competent enough to make decisions. I so I get it from that side but going back to what we were talking about before the podcast in a way it's it's almost like like the whole thing going on through all the pandemic and everything like that it's like okay and and I mentioned this is pertaining to the government. So they're sending out a poll to maybe make you feel good and like you're involved and like you have a say in something. Oh, yes, yes Even yes. if they don't listen to you, you felt like you had a say. You sent in a thing on a poll or something. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. wonderful, wonderful. However, if you flip it around and it was the other way around and they were asking this question about the citizens, like, oh, should we make them uh, do the it would be some sort of internal review with themselves and then they just decide that oh well we're going to do this so it's it, yeah. yeah yeah it's like it seems like they just do an internal thing when it's for the citizens but yeah. if it pertaining to them they'll make you feel good i mean well they're still the ones gonna gonna quote yeah you know make the quote law or whatever so okay it, <laughs> it made you feel good wonderful yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so that's yeah. my quick thoughts well, well,
1: on it. Well, no, you you're you're you're, you're <laughs> sort of right. You're you're sort of right there because you know, I'm thinking that the way that they're they're doing this is well, depending on how many respond and the answers to all of this, then we could actually put this on the ballot to vote yes we should or no we shouldn't.
0: Right, exactly. But what
1: if not enough people respond, or not enough people say, "Well, I think that's uh, a violation of someone's rights," and and that could be degrading, or that could be right, uh, right. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Let's let's just say bigoted because you're going to accuse somebody of being, you know, I don't know, uh, lightheaded or you know, no-brained or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. That, that so so my thing is is <laughs> This thing makes so much sense. I mean, if someone is, is obvious, they don't have the mental capacity to, I don't know, walk through a door. Uh, right. But just yeah. because we didn't get the right polling numbers, we can't we can't check anybody. Right. You know that that's what was so funny to me about it because you know. Like yeah. you said, the way that they typically do this is you go, "Wow, how did this get on the ballot?" Yeah. They right, didn't right. check with me, you know, I but <laughs> so something like this and we know where it's coming from because here lately people all across the country, I saw something the other day on a newscast in England.
0: Okay. Th- yeah. Th-
1: th- pointing out the incompetencies of our imposter in chief, or whatever he goes by now, um, but it's coming because this guy, at every turn, he's doing something that he doesn't remember. They're finding statements that are so far off. He, he's walking over to shake hands with people that aren't there. Right, I mean, right. so based on that, they've had they have to ask this or send this poll out, and and basically, what you're saying is, uh. We, we're we not quite sure if we should check into this or not. Yeah. I mean, and right. most of the people that I have, some of the people that actually have sense, are saying, this isn't funny anymore. This is concerning. This man really should be medically checked out. Uh, but it's not just him. It's anyone that, and they're not talking about being competent enough to agree with me or agree with someone or, or basically, uh, know all of the ins and outs of what to do when you come into a meeting the parliamentary procedures or whatever right exactly it's, it's are you actually mentally competent enough to here's a list uncle uncle joe go to the grocery store and get me these six items and right. you know a week and a half later has anybody seen uncle joe yeah. well how did he get that job well you know they still haven't checked him out uh, it, it, anyway, I yeah, just thought that was it's, silly, but it's, it's right, so right. much – there's things that I think are no-brainers, and then there's things that I think we really should look at that just – I mean, They're, I'm thinking, who did I put in office that has to ask this question to me?
0: Right. I mean, <laughs> well, and I look at it a different way, too, because, okay, if you started – and I think there's something in the Constitution – or not constitution, but in the guidelines of the presidency where if they're not competent to do the office, then they can be removed or it goes to the next person. That's correct. Some of that is left to Congress or the Senate to initiate, I think, and I could be wrong on (laughs) that, but I, I think there's something in there that is about that. So if they suspect, they can initiate something. So in that regards, this is kind of already taken care of in a way. And in a, in a so, way, yeah.
1: But they're not doing their job. They're not well, doing that could it. Well,
0: that could be, too. So are they competent? But anyway. <laughs> that's that's uh, so, where I was going. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, but I look at it a different way, too, where, and this is the same with some other laws that have come along, where the initial intent of the law could be a good thing. But where does it stop? Okay, because sure. you're a business owner. Okay, okay. Well, wouldn't it be a good idea to make sure you're competent enough to make decisions, especially if you have employees, you're competent enough to make right decisions for your company? So now we need to uh, do a you know a mental procedure on you. You see what I'm saying? So in a way, where does it end? Because once you start down the road, you know it can start going here, going there. And everybody's like, oh, well, we need it over here. We need it over here. And because it worked here, well, now it's yeah. just blanket stupidity. You yeah. Know, so the initial intent, while good, could become
1: stupid. Well, that's why you don't make it a law. You make it a occupational policy.
0: Right. If you I, I, are, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's right. just
1: it has nothing to do with the law. If you are by your peers or some, you know, whatever, it, we're concerned. We 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 should have him checked. Of course. Right. Yeah. We're talking about now uh, that where pretty much nothing can be uh, I guess what, what's the word I'm looking at uh, validated or or believed uh, w- without proper investigation right so yeah. that 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 takes us back to the you know to believe or not to believe uh, item. See, so uh, but, believe it or not so yeah so anyway just a sort of a springboard, if you will, a long springboard to get into this. This I I found very interesting, Uh, and I had not heard this, but there again it doesn't surprise me, and I think this is where our eyes need to be open a little bit, and we should question everything, but we shouldn't just kick it off to the side and go, oh, this this is silliness, this is because where we have come from coming down the road that the things that we have actually talked about on this podcast, Mm -hmm. things that I never in my wildest dreams thought would happen and, and, and people of just extreme credibility being taken down, being destroyed, uh, you know, the, the whole, the whole thing. So, We're going to start this here, and uh, I'm not going to, you know, we'll just say that uh, it has to do with the mRNA technology, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think many of you will not believe your ears, uh, but I want you to listen to this with... I guess, uh, 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 in, an inquiring mind, if you will, to not just listen to it for information, but find, what is what could be some other motives in, in what we're going to play here? Yes, for. yes. All right, so uh, let's begin. And, and this is going to be the uh, the the uh, preview of this actual uh, TV, the epic TV episode here. So with Mr. Roman, i uh, the leave it at that.
2: Unbeknownst to most people, there is a push in this country right now to scale up significantly the use of both mRNA technology as well as gene therapy on the livestock that winds up on our supermarket store shelves. Meaning that whether it's beef, pork, lamb, chicken, or turkey, the meat that you're purchasing from the store could very soon contain the remnants of mRNA-based vaccines that the animals were treated with, if it doesn't already contain them, but we'll get to that in a moment. And of course, this does not just affect the taste. Because according to several new studies, it's possible for mRNA-based vaccines to be delivered to the population, meaning the human population, not just through a shot in the arm, but via the food that we eat. However, in order to really explain what...
1: Okay, just real quick. He just said it. It could have the same effects as the shot in the arm, but now it could be in the food that you eat. So... We'll get you one way or the other. Interesting way to uh, mandate a vaccine. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, let's continue.
2: What's going on here? Let me back up for a quick moment and set the stage for you properly. Right now, the legislatures of five different states have introduced proposals to restrict the use of mRNA vaccines and or demand transparency by forcing the companies to disclose to the consumers, meaning to you and I, if their meat contains any of these technologies. Basically, it would be a new label on the product packaging, sort of like how right now they have non-GMO labels, but it would be non-mRNA. And some of the states are going even further by trying to introduce bans on mRNA-based technology, not only in animals, but also in humans.
1: For- okay, let's just re- kind of revisit this for one quick second. We've got five states that are, have already proposed this. Now, why would they propose it? You have to ask yourself that question.
0: Because it's happening,
1: be- or it's or it's being proposed to happen. So, right. so they're not going to be proposing this, you know, just willy nilly. Uh, hey, just in case anybody has this wild dream and wakes up, hey, this would be a good idea. No, this states don't put this out there and waste time and, and spend time on things like right. this unless yeah. it's legit. So, keep that in mind as we move on.
2: For your reference, here are the five different states currently pushing forward these bills. You have North Dakota with Senate Bill 2384, which would ban the use of mRNA vaccines in humans. There's Tennessee with House Bill 99, which would force manufacturers to place a conspicuous label on their product if the meat contains mRNA vaccines. You have Arizona with House Bill 2762, which would not only require conspicuous labels for all fish and meat that received mRNA vaccines, Mm. but also it would prohibit these products from being labeled as organic. Then you have Idaho, whose House Bill 154 would make it a misdemeanor for anyone to administer an mRNA-based vaccine to any individual or mammal in the state. And lastly, there is Missouri, whose House Bill 1169 would require that any product that could potentially introduce genetic material into the consumer, it must be labeled with the words potential gene therapy product right there in the packaging.
1: Okay. Okay. So. Wow. Wow. So you, you, these things have to be these things have to be mentioned. So I want you to so there's there's two states that that have, have stopped them with humans one human one human and animals. Utah was humans and animals. So I I think that's a pretty cool thing.
0: Yeah. And it surprised me not to hear a certain state that you usually have been hearing in the news over the pandemic and that's Florida. yes
1: yes i was expecting to hear florida well i think probably you know so look do you recall well let's just look at the states tennessee
0: tennessee uh north dakota north dakota idaho utah arizona yeah yeah
1: so i think a lot of
0: cattle where they're growing chickens and you know, a cattle. lot of things. Right. Right. So
1: Florida, yep. maybe not quite in that mix That's right now. Little, but,
0: well, little known cattle is actually a bigger industry in Florida than oranges.
1: Yeah. But is little it bigger known? than these other States? Now that I can't, I, I would you. hope, yep. you know, sometimes it takes, you know, certain States to, to you know, or, or sometimes it's just one person to, to step up and stand up and go, Hey, I, I'm not on board with that. Right. To get, you know, some of the other uh, dominoes to yeah. stand back up, if you will. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that, you know, I, that I found very interesting. Uh, so let's uh, let's move on here.
2: State Representative Holly Jones, she's a Republican, she's the lead sponsor in the state. And here's what she said regarding the need for this type of legislation. Quote, we label everything around the world. We label non-GMO, we label GMO, we label grass-fed, we label no antibiotics used, we label manufactured in a plant that has nuts, we should label anything that has not been proven safe and effective. As we've seen with the COVID vaccines, they're neither safe nor effective. Even the CDC has come out with that. Now, oddly enough, the Missouri Chamber of Commerce, they put out an official statement of their own directly opposing this type of legislation, calling Mm. it, among several other things, anti-science. I'll read to you part of their opposition letter because it'll give you a clear picture of why exactly these big business leaders would oppose this type of transparency. Yeah, please tell me. part of what the opposition letter said, quote, The proposed law would require new labeling on products, including all food, pharmaceutical, and cosmetic products that contain genetically modified material. Under the bill, any product that could possibly impact or introduce genetic material into consumers must be labeled with the words potential gene therapy product. This goes beyond all federal labeling standards. In addition, what? companies that produce or sell these products will be required to disclose relevant reports and research upon request. That's right. The Missouri Chamber of Commerce is opposed to this anti-business, anti-science legislation that would likely have a chilling effect on the economic development in the state. We believe folks being able to request certain research and knowledge about genetically modified material could require companies to disclose intellectual property that could impact their business and possibly give their competitors an advantage. Uh. That is, if not anything else, very cool. Their position is basically that companies can experiment with all these gene-related therapies and vaccines in their livestock. And if you dare to ask them, hey, what in the world is going into my food? Well, they can just turn around, look at you appalled and say, how dare you request my intellectual property? Again, that's very cool. Regardless, here's a question that you might be asking yourself. (laughs) He's being facetious. Why are these new laws that are being proposed so important when, here in America at least, it doesn't appear that any companies are using these mRNA-based vaccines on animals as of yet? Well, Congresswoman Jones was asked exactly that, and here was her response. Quote, The companies would have to tell us if they begin using those things. As it currently stands, almost all states do not require them to. I've confirmed Mm. through multiple agricultural sources that mRNA programs for U.S. livestock are in the works. It is in the pipeline. Australia is already doing that. Uh Ah, yes, Australia. Mm -hmm. In case you didn't know, Australia is broken up into seven different provinces, of which Queensland is the second largest. And according to a statement that you can see up on your screen here from the Queensland government, scientists are currently working to develop an mRNA-related vaccine for their beef cattle. Specifically, this is a $1.5 million investment which is aiming to create an mRNA-based vaccine to combat something known as lumpy skin disease in cows. Here's specifically what the Australian Minister for their Agriculture Industry Development said regarding this project. A new mRNA vaccine would be a game-changer as the live virus vaccines currently available overseas cannot be used in Australia. Using existing vaccines here would result in us losing our disease-free status. However, having said all that, you know who will... Hang on a second here.
1: L- I, lumpy skin disease. Did I
0: catch that right? They have did, disease, but somehow they have disease-free status?
1: Yeah. They've got disease. They want disease-free status, but, you know, how how can we hang on to that? How did you have it? Yeah. Well, we just, I don't know, did we wink, wink, nod, nod? Did, um, you, did you pay them under the table? Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, because clearly what Missouri is saying is this is going to hurt our bottom line, and if and we want any and all businesses to come in here. We don't want them to have to tell us what, what's going on. And, you know, they don't need to tell you what's in your food. I mean, it's a product for you to consume, but you don't need to know what's in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You don't need to know what's in it. And, uh, and they're okay. already doing this in... Queensland and okay. Australia, so, so this is already mm-hmm. sort of happening. But and that's what they're saying is that we, you know, we want to. This is what is so confusing. Is it, they're acting like you know, we want to maintain our disease-free status and on the label we're disease-free. Well, you know, we ran through something you know several years ago with the uh, uh, what was it? Uh, um, uh, the the cow the, disease the mad, the mad cow. cow disease the mad cow yeah and a lot of this is and should be regulated in my opinion of how they how the processing takes place the the you know the sanitation right and all and all of that and you know having the you know the U S not customs but the USDA you know sort of inspecting and making sure that all of these things are done as they do in restaurants and so forth so. Right if everything uh, the question would be to me is if everything is done according to those sanitation specifications and i'm sure that sometimes you get animals that out in the field for whatever reason they they get ill and then they get sick and you discard them and you yeah yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you discard them. I, I'm just going to leave it at that. But uh, you, those animals will not be used for consumption, maybe a ball mitt, um, but not consumption if they get ill. So how is this an issue and why do we need a vaccine, mRNA, in these animals, period, is is my question. So... I mean, I can answer that, but but, but. clearly
0: they think it works, but um, or they have ill alternatives, ill Uh, gotten, ill, ill ill will,
1: ill, yeah, other motives, Uh,
0: ill motives. Thank you, I couldn't think of the term, right? But, uh, um, but yeah, I had I had a thought there. I I mean, it's like. like To me, it's almost as bad as if I came up with a way to make a car with fewer nuts and bolts. And it may potentially fall apart on you and kill you. But as long as it looks like a car and sort of acts like a car, I can still sell it to you. And I don't have to tell you that I only installed half the bolts. Yeah. You know, I don't need to tell you that. No. That's none no. of your business. No. Because it's going to hurt the bottom line of me being in the industry. And Yeah. yeah. I mean... Yeah that's should. a bad correlation well, but not, i
1: mean not, it, it seems no it's i can it's see it's just as that ridiculous in my it is it is yeah you know it it sure is and especially when there's not some major issue now i mean we, we don't have cars falling up, apart or cars burning up too much fuel or causing uh, you know a, an environmental strain that we have to lighten them up by taking the bolts away, you know. So I, I get it because we don't have an issue. I've not heard of mad lamb disease or mad this disease or that disease or right, right. You know, salmonella running rampant. Uh, I mean, really, it. I I just yeah, yeah but it's it, it's it's too ironic. I, what was the a statement that, um, uh, uh, oh, uh, what's the guy? Is Tesla? Elon Musk. Yeah, he made a statement of you know that sometimes the 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 big answer to the questions that are out there that the the you know serious questions are always answered and the answers are usually ironic.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, and I'm paraphrasing. I don't know, but but that's basically what he meant. Sometimes. You, this is so in this you go this is kind of ironic okay they stopped mm-hmm. the mandates of the vaccines and now it's in food yeah hmm. really, is that possible yeah. i think with this crew mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. so let's move through here a little bit further and then there's another little segment that we want to i want to touch on before we have to yeah. close up here
2: never be using these mrna based technologies in their food this beautiful made in america product okay
1: all right so he's he yeah he's he's going to we will we'll we'll skip that segment there uh with him but we're going to get into uh this what and actually he's just advertising um a a berry supplement uh we're going to bypass that and we're going to get here into some local uh uh, uh folks that are going to sort of shed some light on what is actually taking place in the cattle industry today so let's see if we can't get into that very quick sorry about the delay
2: but instead they have a fragment of mrna which then forces the body that it's injected into to create whatever it is a scientist wanted to create meaning that by using the mrna technology these australian farmers can have their cake and eat it too They can vaccinate their cows without having to remove the disease-free label. But don't just look at this situation and assume that it's over in Australia and has nothing to do with us here in America. That's because, unbeknownst to most people, back in 2016, the U.S. Congress actually removed a labeling law which required the country of origin to be placed on meat products. Now, when I spoke to the president of the U.S. Cattlemen's Association just a few months ago, here's how he laid it out to me in the interview. But
3: that's because... Okay, so... uh,
1: uh, We changed the labeling back in what did he say 2000, 2016 yes yep. two, 2016 yeah so so now the the setup is beginning so listen to this gentleman here uh, and it's this is this is sad but true
3: as the monopolies have forced a lot of cattle ranchers out of the market and they've done this uh, in many ways but they import they import um beef from foreign countries and label it as U.S. beef. What? Can you believe that? How are they
2: able to do that?
3: Because our government allows them.
2: Huh? As long as they're slaughtered here in the U.S.? that doesn't even matter.
3: What? I'll give you a little history lesson. Please. Uh, Back in uh, the early 2010, 2011, we had a bill that, maybe it was 2009, a bill that passed in the Farm Bill called Country of Origin Labeling. And that was a law that said any beef that's sold in the United States must be clearly labeled as to where it was born, raised, and processed. The
1: Makes Canadian
3: sense. government and the Mexican government sued the United States and the World Trade Organization, saying that that was uh, against the um, North American Free Trade Agreement, and it was presided over by a Mexican judge. Uh. Uh, eventually, that went back and forth for many, many years. Um, eventually, uh, after it was appealed and everything, it was it was decided that it was illegal for the United States to require food to be labeled as to where it was originated so they repealed it Congress folded and the Obama administration folded and just under pressure because they were gonna award retaliatory tariffs to Canada and Mexico and so they repealed country of origin labeling in June Mm. of 2015 immediately within one week we saw a forty percent drop in live cattle Mike cattle prices and so what's happening now Is it reverted to an old rule that Mm, said, mm, mm. basically, the meat at the meat counter can be labeled product of the USA if it is significantly transformed within our borders. Significant transformation by uh, what the USDA calls a significant transformation is simply repackaging or slicing the meat.
1: How about that? You can go through a transformation and, boy, that's another topic wow. yeah. by, by just being repackaged or sliced. Or sliced, yeah. And and, okay. and it will have USDA well, choice meat right on the label. That's right. And it actually came from another country, and who knows what in the heck might be in this stuff. But it's being presented as, oh, this is good, honey. It's right here. This is U.S. beef right from Texas or Wyoming or Utah or Idaho or Arizona.
0: Yeah. Really?
1: I mean, the, the, cars
0: usually have a place of origin, but that's for the car as a whole, not for the individual parts within it. We all know that certain things are sourced from sure. all over the place. Yeah. So, But that's uh, known, though. So I mean, the, we all it's know. The it's, final, like, it's the yeah. final country where it was assembled you know, that they stamp it with that came from here. Yeah, they uh, they
1: didn't just, uh, you know, right. it, in, in that same comparison, they would go, uh, uh, well, we painted it. Right. We repackaged yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, you know, the car was made here, we painted it.
0: Yeah, that's almost the the analogy with cars. It's like yeah it, yeah, it was made somewhere else, but they got here and they spray painted it. So it was yeah. it was made uh, in yeah, yeah US stamp car. it yeah. yeah.
1: That's a that, that's a U.S. Chevy. Yeah, that's, that's right, that's right. Oh, well, uh, well, it, it looks like yeah, a, vol- a looks like a Volkswagen inside. No, okay. no, no, no. It was it was, it was don't, made don't here. Don't worry about that. Yeah. yeah, it was made here. Yeah, yeah that that's about right. I, that's. <laughs> but this is oh, this my. is this is serious stuff. I mean, so, you know, we we go from this could happen, it could be injected to, you know, and, and, and so they changed the law as far as the repackaging right. uh, uh, regulation. So they don't have to, you know, the labeling through other countries, they don't have to do it anymore. And this guy is saying, no, this is being done now. And and because if they if they had have held to the requirement and the, uh-huh. he, he used Canada and Mexico, that right. makes sense. It's to to the borders that are right here, yeah. they were gonna hit us with a bunch of tariffs. So they said they caved, okay, we'll we'll allow you guys to bring it in, we'll slap a label on it that says USDA, and guess what happened? The price of the beef and all goes way down but, because of that.
0: But here here's a stupid question in response to that. And I'm being I'm joking about it being a stupid question. My question would be their argument was this violated free trade agreement. So the fact that I want you to put a label that it came from Mexico or that it came from Canada. How is that keeping you from trading with me? I'm just asking you to put a label on it where it came from.
1: Oh, we all we know the answer to that, man.
0: That doesn't violate (laughs) nothing. That just means you need to have a label on it that tells us that where it came from. That's it. Yeah. Whether that came from you, uh, unless you weren't proud of your meat and you were importing it yourself. Yeah. I mean, unless it gets imported 20 different times around the world, you know what I mean? And then, and maybe that's the case and they didn't want to, you know, fess up, but the, the point's still the same. It's like, well, then have your own beef. Um, but that's, that's the point. You know, it's just, but it doesn't make sense to me. Like, okay, well, we're arguing over a little label. So unless yeah, you're what, getting it from shady places yourself and you just don't want to admit it,
1: how does this affect your trading? Well, what if it had Mexico on it and and, and one of the, you know, somewhere, not even a consumer, but let's just, let's say a, a you know, a, a not a, not a produ- well, it could be a a producer or manufacturer here in this country uh, mm-hmm. that is going to maybe resell. Their first question, okay, the Mexico meat, has this been approved by our US DA? Has it been approved? Has it passed all the tests? Right. Well, what are they? Well, it's got to be, you know, and the, and there's a list about as long as our arm as far as the, yeah, we talked about so, it before the right, sanitation. Right. And this, that, has it been injected? Has it been in it? You know, and and they're going, whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute. Uh, well, yeah, it has. Well, we 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 can't accept this. Well, you got to because that's a violation of the the, the fair trade
0: right law, Yeah, yeah, you know. Right. Yeah. So
1: the fair trade is not just you know, here's your stuff. Or they could just send it on over and go, caution, this was this has not been checked. This was this was this was imported from Mexico eat at own risk. Well I mean Pretty much.
0: Okay. But yeah, and you brought up a good point because but here's the thing. Certain cars are not allowed in the US. Why? Because they don't meet US standards. Yeah. Period. That's right. So why should that change for meat, for anything else? If we have a certain standard, why should you be downgrading your standard or getting shady stuff? If you see what I'm saying, if it's good for the one industry, why isn't it working for the other? And if we're going to do it for this industry, then I guess we're going to allow cars in here. You spray paint them and they were made in the U.S. Oh, yeah, I mean, why not? And they must have passed code if they were made in the U.S. Well, yeah. So therefore... Yeah, I can right. just import whatever I want, yeah. spray paint it, and it's now made in the US and it passed everything yeah. that it needed to. So yeah, just right. yeah, yeah, so
1: just briefly, knowing what we know because of what we have uncovered over the last 3 years, all of this, you know, these pieces are carefully put in place and then all of a sudden you hear just like comes in from left field, we're allowing meat to be sold here in this country with a label on it i mean you you talk about uh, uh you know falsifying you know misrepresenting a product but yeah so this is actually being sold and you're telling me that really anything could be in it when it comes over here, because he said the only thing that they have to do is go through a transformation, and that all that is and is that, repack, just slice it up. If you here slice it a, and
0: package it, that counts. That
1: yep. that counts, and they could put a USDA on it. Now, my question is: is when it gets over here, are you testing this for?
0: There you go. See you when know, it comes y- in.
1: You know, hormones or you know, uh, diseases or you know, uh, right. mRNA, <laughs> right? Vaccines injected in this stuff. So, yes, no, maybe so. Uh, that to see when I look at the pieces, I'm going. Oh, this is playing perfectly into the hands of. This could already be mm-hmm. injected in other countries with an mRNA. Right, we know they're doing right. it in, in Australia, so they know how to do it. Yeah, This mRNA has run all the way around the world, and some still think it's remarkable. I get it. That well, the I military, mean, as, the, as
0: pure science? Yeah. The, I uh, mean, I get that. Yeah, yeah. As, as the mili- it, it is quite interesting yeah and, yeah it on could a, be a, remarkable
1: yeah on the military side of things you know when you listen to dr robert malone when he was saying that that's how he got into it, it as if you know biological warfare took out and you know you needed to have an antidote right yeah right for for whatever you were infected with and if you knew what that was that they were using, you could use the mRNA to kick in, and then now you could be protected. That is pretty remarkable, that science. But that is still just, that is so dangerous and it's so risky knowing what else comes along with it. But just knowing what we do know. I mean, we know the facts. We know that this really didn't work real well people are being vaccinated still for for something that doesn't exist anymore. Right. And we know what the Vares report says, all these, I mean, over over a million and a half deaths around the world because of this. And now we're hearing it could be in meat products. Now, I'm hearing about cows. I mean, they're showing meat. It's all meat, but what else do we get from cows that we shouldn't really you know according to you know we shouldn't be eating you know dairy you know right the right. milk that we get from cows or god designed that for the little cows not right. for humans and then all it just it 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 starts really spreading wide and i think these people absolutely this is this is you know doctor evil but i mean it is very cunning very cunning and very slick. So yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, lots to think about. Ladies and gentlemen, I, unfortunately, we're going to have to call this a wrap. But I, we wanted to give you things that cause you to think, and this is definitely one of them, as you've heard, Ben and I. And this this is new to – I just heard about this today. So yep. I, I wanted to get it out and share it with the people. that I just thought it was very intriguing, uh, a thing to sort of tune your mind up with to, hey, man – some things that we see on our phones are just, you know, or or, or we're offered a poll to take, and it it's, it's so silly, it's a no brainer. But then you kind of compare that with what we're what we've been talking about. This is serious stuff, mm-hmm. and who know who's who's talking about this other than Mike and Ben on the Undiluted Truth? Uh, so. Uh, hopefully we'll we will follow this a bit and see where this takes us but i I think I think we need to pass this information this this news along, and I don't know about you, Ben, but it might make me pause the next time i wanna go get some chicken lamb turkey, or beef uh or maybe even uh my favorite cheese. There you go. Where did that come yeah. from?
0: Want some chocolate <laughs> some, milk? Yeah, All right.
1: right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Good stuff. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in, in prayer as we close up. Father in heaven, again, we, we do thank you for, for the opportunity that you've given us here at The Undiluted Truth and this platform Father, just hearing the things that we are hearing, we know that there's a, a degree of evil behind all of this. So we pray for, for those that have heard this. We just pray for your Holy Spirit to guide and lead and convict us of what is truth. May we, on a regular basis, and consistently and constantly seek truth, And not just the truth in, you know, is the sky blue or is that really our uh, food? Was it made here? That sort of thing. But we know that you provide all truth in the truth that is everlasting. So we pray for each one listening for that wisdom, that clear understanding that we understand you a little bit more and we're able to identify good from evil, because after all, that is what is taking place here. There is pure evil in this world and it's infiltrating our daily lives. So we ask for uh, the protection of all of those that are listening and even those that aren't, uh, our family members, et cetera. And Father, again, we want to lift up all of those out there that uh, that are broadcasting, that are bringing these things to the forefront. We pray for them and their families and ask for their protection. And, Father, those that are on the fence somewhere that maybe don't, or they're not sure, they don't know what side to fall, uh, we pray that the, the scales be tilted to the side of fact and truth. And as we close, as usual, we pray and ask that every intent of our thought be pure, and we ask it in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again
1: on The Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently seek truth. God bless.